0: to just another sports podcast welcome in everyone greg Swantek here with SNP city editor alan etzler uh no uh josh smith this week uh he's uh busy attending to some some other work uh responsibilities Uh, but alan uh, good to see you man uh glad to to be here glad to see you're feeling better yeah (laughs)
1: yeah i've been sick the last three days or so so I'm glad I'm feeling a little bit better, too. Yeah, I've
0: been trying to kick the bug. It, it's that sort of... We're, I guess we're getting out of flu season a little bit here, but um, the weather's getting a little nicer. Everybody so. keeps
1: telling me it's everywhere, so I'm... I don't know. I don't feel like we're getting out of it just yet. Who
0: gave you your bug? How did you get sick?
1: I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it might have been my mom. I had lunch with her, like, right after she was getting over this same stomach bug, so I think it might have been her. I don't want to blame my mom, though, so...
0: Yeah. She listens to this, so right?
1: She does listen to it, yeah.
0: Right, so you have to mind your P's and Q's uh, <laughs> when we have you on here. And man, yeah. w- what a slacker that Josh Smith is. Can't, can't, he <laughs> can't, even, can't even bring himself to come in and uh, record with us. So, And I know we missed last week, too, so, we, so we've been doing a poor job here, but... Um, Lots to talk about in the world of sports. And uh, man, Alan, this, uh, this Astros cheating scandal isn't going away anytime soon. No,
1: it doesn't seem like
0: it. No, there's, there's a new story, uh, a new player weighing in every day. It seems Uh, even, even LeBron James has weighed in on this and said that, man, if, if, Someone cheated me out of a title. I'd be I'd be pretty mad. So they
1: could make it go away quicker if they didn't keep shooting themselves in the foot with their stupid press conferences that the Astros players and managers or or uh, GMs or owners or right. whoever are holding. Well, well they're this, doing a terrible job.
0: Yeah. Well, this is my question. Like, f- how do you feel about this? Number one, number two, like, what can be done about this? Like, baseball's already sort of they've taken a stand of some sort. Most people think it was inadequate. It, it didn't nearly go far enough. No p- players were punished there the Astros World Series title in 17 was preserved. Um but like what what can be done at this point? I mean the owner was fired, the managers were fired for both the Red Sox, the Mets and uh the the Astros. So
1: yeah, the thing I think uh it's hard to put the it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah. But I think the I think Major League Baseball still could have a chance and I compare it to and in no way did what these two people do. Are, are are similar. In no way are they similar. But I compare it to the Ray Rice situation where the NFL suspended him for two games for his domestic violence incident. everyone thought was ridiculous. Incident. Everyone thought it was ridiculous. The NFL quickly saw, oh, wow, we screwed this up.
0: Not not until the video came right. out, though. Yeah.
1: And suspended him indefinitely after that. Right. To me, Major League Baseball could take a look at the fact that no one thinks what they've done has been the right way to handle it. No one on Earth that I can see, except for the Houston Astros, uh, and maybe institute some player punishment, which is what should have happened from the beginning. The players were the one who were out there playing the game, abiding by the system. Maybe they didn't implement it, but they were certainly using it and benefiting from it. And they, they certainly cheated out other teams of a World Series or the opportunity to even play for a World Series in some instances. So to me, I've said from the beginning, half a season. For everyone on the team, they're using AAA players for half the year. That's what I would do. Everyone it, who is on that team that it still currently is gets 81 games. Right. It, just like a PED suspension.
0: I, I agree with you that this is not going away until there's some sort of player discipline. The problem is, how do you do it? Because um, a lot of the players were granted, during the course of the MLB investigation of this, a lot of players yeah. were granted immunity. For, that makes it challenging, uh, right? For talking. So you can't say, hey, we're going to give you immunity and then you spill the beans and then we're going to nail you for spilling the beans. So you don't give them immunity. Right. So, Shouldn't have done that from the beginning. right? So that, so that was, you could argue big mistake. Number one, two, three, whatever you want to <laughs> put it on the list here. But, but that was a big mistake. And the other one is the players union is in a really tough spot is, is I've been talking to a couple of my friends about because they still have to, they're, they still work for the, they still represent the Astros players. Yeah. And they're also representing all the guys that are really mad that the Astros cheated. So so they're in an impossible spot. How do you fairly represent the Astros players while fairly representing everyone who's really angry about what they did? And it, I can answer
1: that question for you. Go ahead. Me. You have to represent the interests of the players, not the particular players. And so the interests of the players is a clean baseball game.
0: Right. And you have players like Nick Nick Markakis, who is not, um, who's
1: not. <laughs> he went a little overboard.
0: Well, yes, but but he's, he's yeah. Well, that's what I mean. He's not. He's known, not the kind of guy to do. He's that. a quiet guy. He's not known for being an outspoken guy. But but he's saying, man, and, uh, he he wanted to beat up all all, all the Astros. Uh, <laughs> basically, what he said. So so you have a lot of mild mannered, mannered guys coming out and saying, man, this was really wrong, and I'm really upset about this. So. But, I mean, Mike
1: Trout spoke out. Yeah. Right. That's, like, that's how that, bad that's, this that's, was. That's, that's they they forced Mike Trout, who doesn't say anything, specifically doesn't want to say anything controversial ever, they forced him to take a stand.
0: Right. <laughs> that's what I mean. So the, so the players union is torn between representing all, pretty much everyone that's not an Astro that's mad and, and, and the Astros. But like you said, they represent the best interests of baseball and... And and it, it's sort of like a stutter step here. that baseball would be doing by coming back with more punishment. It's like we punished. Wait, people are still mad about the punishment. So, so it looks like they're all caving into the pre, the, the the outside pressure. So they they baseballs put themselves in a horrible spot. Yeah. Uh, Rob Manford, the commissioner, has put his foot in his mouth a couple of times. He's apologized for calling the World Series trophy a a, a piece of metal. <laughs> Um. So I mean, way
1: to denigrate your own sport,
0: right? And the, <laughs> the, the story gets more bizarre. Could by, he by be the day. how
1: How could Rob Manfred do a worse job as commissioner?
0: Right. And I and I said to a friend the other day, I wonder if the owners are noticing this. <laughs> and, and and the response was that they they're probably noticing, but they won't care until profits start falling right. uh, as a result. So nothing nothing will be done, even though Manfred has bungled this from. From really the onset of, of, of this investigation. So, um, the story's not going away, but I don't know how you make it go away. Um, the Yankees don't play the Astros until August, so you know it's going to flare back up again, uh, when those teams play, especially because the Yankees, uh, are one of the teams that sort of got cheated. Feel like she- they che- got cheated? Cheated yeah. out of this thing. So, um, I don't. I don't know if the, I don't think the Dodgers ratings the Astros for play.
1: Astros games are going to skyrocket this year.
0: Right. Yeah. Because they want to see <laughs> they want to see what's going to happen, you know, especially for the road games, because they want to see what the opposing crowds are going to do. Is
1: is there like um? So in 2017, they were this underdog beats Goliath story. And I yeah, built built com- built from the ra- ground up, and I'll right. compare it to to wrestling because that's kind of how I'm viewing this. And now they're like the most hated team in baseball. Has there been a better heel turn? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> From like fan favorite to just everyone hates you. I don't know. Hulk Hogan joining yeah. the NWO. I'm, so. That's kind of where this is at for me, and it's it's like real life, not storyline stuff.
0: Right? Because yeah, because guys like Bregman is a respected, generally well liked guy. Altuve right. is a beloved guy because he's the little guy that it's a, it's really good and is an MVP level uh, talent. Um,
1: and they've all gone and done Correa.
0: Right, yeah, they, there's no real bad guys on the team in, 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 until now, and they've become collective
1: bad guys. And they've so. dug, they've dug themselves in too. Right, like they haven't really shown remorse.
0: Yeah, it seems like they they're sorry they got caught. Right, so far, they're, they're, I mean, they're not really sorry for for what they did. I mean, hey, we still won the World Series title. But they're all uh, said it's in the past. We're not talking about it. It's yeah. over. Blah blah blah. They're, they're taking the easy way out. Like no one's i think that's the most aggravating part for most people is no one's taking accountability uh, at all for uh, for this thing at all the the team and the players like yeah it happened uh we we regret it um if if they even regret it i mean it's easy to say it's it's a different thing if if they actually mean it um and 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 it's just it's it's hard to find a resolution to this thing and i think that's the most frustrating and aggravating thing for for everyone about this and i'm sure baseball wishes they could redo the punishment and make it harsher to to um live up to everyone's standards and i think on some level manfred knows he's really screwed this thing up because it's not going away i hope so um but it's it's tough i i don't know what the next step what the next? T- I think baseball is just praying this thing eventually blows over, but it's not though. Right. Like every every road game, it's going to be an event. What what's the crowd going to do? How are the Astros? How are they going to react to the Astros? It's going to flare up again in August when they play the Yankees
1: if they make the playoffs again.
0: Right. Well, the next time they play the Dodgers, whenever that is, um, it's going to flare up because that's the, that was a World Series matchup in seventeen. So it's like what a mess, and and I I don't know how baseball's cleaning it up and in, and they've been so bad in their attempt to clean it up so far that that you don't even know if you could trust them to properly clean it up if given the chance. So uh so it's just a really weird um uh story. Um there was news uh, circulating today that the NFL players and the owners are um on the verge of striking a new collective bargaining agreement that that would bring about uh some noticeable changes uh, number one, I think the season's going to move from 16 games to 17 games, which takes away the one preseason game.
1: Now, is it still the law, or is it still in the rule that players can only play 16 games?
0: The, the, there's not a lot of whole, the, I think this just broke this afternoon. Or okay, today, so there's not a whole lot of details out about it. Because that was
1: the original plan, right? Yeah. Every yeah, individual I, player I, could only play 16, but the team would play yeah, 17. I, I think
0: we're going to have to wait for a little more of the story to come out, but um. But, yeah, it looks like the season's going to expand to 17 games to slightly reduce the preseason, slightly expand the regular season. And uh, it looks like the playoff field is going to expand by two, uh, seven teams in each conference, and only the top seed – We'll get the buy. Everyone else will be playing on that first weekend. Uh, I, I sort of like that rule. Uh, don't I'm don't fine you. with it. Yeah, yeah, I mean the 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 playoff. Um, how, how do you feel about the changes in general? Like, do you think we need another regular season game? I mean, I, I think the owner's goal is just to shorten the preseason as much as they can while maintaining the twenty game model, so they're not so no one's losing any money, of course. Because right, God, like, God forbid any of these rich. Right owners lose any money but it's
1: clearly um, there to keep making money and probably to make more money because you're going to make more money at a regular season game than you will at a preseason game uh, for the sake of the players I hope that that 16 game rule is still in there that individual players can only play 16 games yeah and it creates some strategy too yeah because like, I think that what, what, makes this a really fun
0: right yeah like what game does Tom Brady sit right. out or Drew Brees or or name your star NFL player what, 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 what game do you um,
1: yeah I, I think then you're talking about some really cool uh, different ways to to work in guys, and and you're even talking about, you know, do you sit them early in the season versus late in the season? Do you do you sit them against a good defense or a bad defense that you're oh, going to win good, anyway? Good good team or a bad team, right? right. Exactly. So, so all those all those things get really interesting to me. It's,
0: it's sort of like the National League in baseball, where where you have to work around the, the pitcher bats. Yeah. Like, um, there's, there's no DH. So right. so so this rule is sort of adding a no DH element uh, to the NFL because you have to. Um, you have to figure out when your guys are going to play their sixteen games. So, makes backup
1: quarterbacks a lot more valuable too, because there's at least one game they have to play. Right.
0: And I think the division champs will maintain home field advantage uh, under that this uh, current proposal. Like a, a lot of people say, they should seed the playoffs by record. Like you could win a you could you could win a crappy division. Like there's there have been instances where a team with a worse record is hosting a team with a better record just because. Um, they play in a weak division. They want a weak division, and they're and they're playing a better wild card team. And some teams would like to see the team with the better record um, host the game. And I, I, I'm in that camp. I, I think a division title should get you into the playoffs. Yeah. But 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 the team with the better record should should host the game. Uh, but I, I think they're going to maintain that the division champs will continue to host the game regardless of of, of what the record is. So. Um, so I, I think this is going to go through i mean the current c b it 's not going to start before twenty twenty one because i think that 's when the current c b a expires um but it should pick up um uh for that uh twenty twenty one season and then they usually strike these things they usually last about ten years so i imagine yeah. it'll it 'll go until twenty thirty one or something like that so it 's good because the last time we went through the the whole um uh lockout situation that dragged on and all these labor disputes especially when it comes to professional sports it's just a bunch of rich guys <laughs> arguing about money which, which no one wants to see especially in this day and age so um so the nfl looks like they're about to strike a new um uh labor deal um did you catch any of the of the nba all-star game
1: uh yeah i watched late second quarter on? Maybe early third quarter Okay, on? so you,
0: you caught a good bit of it. And, and you caught yeah. the good stuff, too, because the first quarter was it was typical All-Star, no defense whatsoever. Yeah,
1: I loved it. I loved the new format. I,
0: I, that's why I wanted to talk about. It are I think, there I two
1: think... more different leagues right now than the NBA and the MLB? Right.
0: And I've always liked... I, I know the MLB All-Star game is largely considered to be everyone's favorite All-Star game. I've always preferred the NBA All-Star game to it just because... There's more star power in basketball than right. there, than there is in baseball. So because there's just
1: more opportunity for those stars to really shine.
0: That and Major League Baseball does a poor job, I think. And I think a lot of, of people building, agree, stars. Uh, building stars, building yeah. stars, marketing, marketing players. The NBA is is great at that. Um, but also
1: the NBA listens to I, the fans, and it's like you know, okay, so we're losing some interest. Let's change it up. Well, let's do a thing that raises money for charity. That's really cool. Let's reset the score. Let's play to a point total. So everybody grew up playing to twenty-one. Right, that's a really cool way to do a a exhibition game uh, for the NBA. I wouldn't want to see a regular season game that way. Yeah, but to do an expedi- expedition game, exhibition game, you saw a lot more strategy at the end of that yeah, game right. when they're trying and, to get and, to 157. And, and the
0: guys were locked in, right? And, and and the people that they were playing for, that they were trying to raise money for, were sitting in the stands, right? So it's not like it's you, some imaginary person off in TV land. That they're going to see you not for.
1: diving after the loose ball, right?
0: Exactly. So, so they're going to hold. <laughs> Frankly, they're going to hold the players accountable. Right. So no, I I think the new All Star format is great. I think I read afterwards that they're planning on keeping it, and 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 why? I not? hope so. It was so, a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean the the first part of the game, it looked like oh a typical NBA All Star game. No one's playing defense. It's just it's just dribbling the ball down the floor and and getting an easy layup. But then once people once the guys got used to it, I think, and they realized, hey, we're playing for a lot of money here to to, to raise money for charity. Then then people really locked in and it and it it became suspenseful i mean you you wanted to see who you didn't know who was going to win you wanted to see who was going to win i think uh the third quarter was a tie so so the hundred thousand dollars that would have gone to charity and that rolled over into the so i think they were playing for like three or (laughs) four hundred thousand dollars in that final play to a score um uh uh, period and 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 i thought i i thought it, it was great and i i think the nba uh Again, a, a progressive a much more progressive league than baseball, which is still stuck in old school mentalities and and uh respecting old school traditions, no bat flips, no this, right. no that. I mean, they, they the players are arguing their right to an extent. They take a lot of fun out of the game where the NBA is sort of embracing the fun. So 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 I so I thought the All-Star game was Did you uh, great. Uh,
1: did you watch any of the other stuff from All-Star weekend?
0: I did. I was going I was going to talk about the dunk contest and my senior 2B scene cuz Aaron Gordon man um he <laughs> he had uh, i think he had 350s and, uh, four. and uh, he, no he, that's right he had four huh. he, right he he had the 450s so four perfect scores and then i think in the dunk off because they had to do extra dunks to break this tie with him and um and uh jones uh Derek. Uh, uh, uh yeah um uh, Derek Jones uh, Jr had um, to do extra dunks, and uh Gordon jumped over seven foot six taco fall of the Boston Celtics, and I think someone gave him a nine so he got, so he got a 49. <laughs> three, on,
1: three people gave him a nine
0: yeah so he so he got a forty seven forty seven on that dunk, and afterwards he was like shrugging his shoulders saying like <laughs> like what 's go well, like who's whos who 's running the show here what, what 's going on? I just jumped over a seven foot six guy, which five years ago it, it would have been an automatic <laughs> fifty and and you're going to give me a 47 uh for doing it. So so yeah, a guy with four perfect dunks and and he was great 2 years ago or a, a year ago when, he, uh, when when he did it too. So he's he's put on two of the best performances in the Slam Dunk contest and he's yet to win the trophy. So
1: yeah, and he said he's done after this year too, which uh, I think is interesting. Um for me, I'm at a point now in the dunk contest where Nothing really seems that impressive anymore, even though I know what they're doing is impressive. It
0: it would help if they had a little star power, a a little more star power.
1: It's just like we've seen so much. We've just seen so much. Like how – like
0: Yeah, I mean, Blake Griffin's jumping over a car. Right.
1: uh, Yeah, they're putting it through their legs. They're putting it under their legs. They're putting it around their back. They're putting it off the backboard. Like – We've seen all this stuff now, so it's like okay. Like for me, it's like wow, that was that was impressive. But all right, let's move on. Like I'm actually more into the three point contest now, and I never used to be that way. But the three point contest changes every every year. I mean, it doesn't change every year, but it's it's different every year because it's like a speed based contest. So right. there's there's always and, some kind and,
0: of and they're changing. It's this, it's roughly the same, but they're changing. They've changed the point value for some of the which I thought was really cool for, for this some, year for some, for some of the shots. Oh, that so. was really
1: cool. And there's a lot. There's more strategy now. Again, NBA kind of understanding it needs to spice things up. I think they need to do something with the dunk contest to like really kind of spice it up. And I don't know and, what and that they, is.
0: They need to incentivize. Like LeBron's never done it. Like if he yeah. was in it, that would just his name power alone would it would lend a lot to it. Um, the three point contest was great because it was won by Buddy Heald of the Sacramento Kings, and he won it on the on the final shot of the of the of the competition. Right, that, was... that, that went in, and and that was the difference. He would have lost if if he if he didn't make that shot. So. Um. Uh, so yeah. So there was drama there. I remember back to the Craig Hodges days, being a big Chicago Bulls fan. Alan, you're probably a little too young for this, but um, just his. I think he made 19 in in a row it, it, at one point. So, um, so I've always loved the All Star uh, Saturday. Um, yeah. I mean the Don Con- I mean the Don Con- Like Aaron Gordon, like Derek Jones Jr. I mean these guys aren't aren't. Yeah. Dwight Dwight Howard was back in it, and and he's a, he's a name, and and he's a previous champ. Um, but but they just need some of the bigger names to to, to join like um, Pat Connaughton. <laughs> is, is it, it was impressive, right? As insane as his vertical leap is, which I think is like 44 inches of, and he plays th- for the Milwaukee Bucks, so he's getting a little. Um, people sort of know him because the Bucks are um, quite uh, good, uh, the best team in the league probably, and, and they're on TV quite a bit, so people are people know Pat Connaughton uh, through that, um, and, and yes, he had some impressive dunks a lot of his dunks that were just like jumping over someone else, which again is impressive. But, um, but in terms of variety, no, the the variety wasn't there. But um, I, I, on Instagram this week, they, there, there was a post of the Vince Carter dunk contest. That one might be the best Vince Carter's performance in that dunk contest might be the best of all time. If you go back yeah, and sure. watch that and look at his dunks that he, that he came right out of the shoot with, I mean they they're insane. And just his whole sw- like any his whole swagger throughout the whole contest. He's from from the before he even attempted his first dunk, Vince was like, "Ah, yeah, this thing's over. I'm I'm, I'm going <laughs> to win this thing." So, uh the Vince Carter dunk contest. Uh, I don't even know if the MJ and Dominique dunk contest. No, it's the uh, best contest the beat beat ever. Beat that. So, like his dunks were he ri- ruined, r- ridiculous. In a
1: lot of ways, he ruined the dunk contest for me because right. it's you can't you, top what he did.
0: Right. Yeah. So I, I saw it this week, and I'm like, man. Because people were talking about this dunk contest and how great it was, and Aaron Gordon and and uh, Joan Jr. was great, too. I mean, he won it. He beat a guy that had four perfect scores, so... um but but go back and watch the Vince Carter dunk contest and just like dunk number three, he Tracy McGrady threw him a bounce pass. He caught it, put it between his legs, and dunked it. And Vin, and, and Vince is like, this thing's over at this point. He's like, it's over, it's over. And it, 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 just his swagger, um, and and just some of the dunks that he did were ridiculous. Like the Dwight Howard one, the one he won, uh, his first contest that he won was a good one too. But
1: and more importantly, with Vince is Vince was a star. Right. He was a superstar in the NBA even at that time. It was like 2001 or something. Yeah, I mean,
0: he He, he leaving, was a top
1: 10 player in the NBA at right, the time.
0: Leaving North Carolina, he he had a lot of name value and just because of the some of the ridiculous athletic feats he he did with uh the Tar Heels and Antoine Jameson and stuff, but um but just just uh bring it, watching that um Vince Carter uh montage from his dunk contest just made me smile of of, of how great that was. So, um. Let's see. What else? What else? Uh, did Did you have anything that uh, you wanted to touch on this week? Or, uh,
1: uh, from All Star Weekend.
0: Um, or just in general? Just uh, you know, it, it, it's a, like we say, it's a slow time on the sports calendar here. So
1: yeah, uh, was a little disappointed to see Federer's out this week. Um, or he's gonna miss what tournament is he missing for Nice? Injury? Uh, um, uh the I think French Open. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's kind of it for me.
0: Okay. Uh, do you have someone for the the boat or or the bus as you like to call it?
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, one of your boys. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Greg Robinson. Yeah, well, well he <laughs> he's former your, your Yeah, boy. yes, because the Brown, yeah, Greg Robinson of the
0: Browns was caught with with 157, <laughs> 157 pounds.
1: 157 pounds of marijuana. Right. That, that at is, an airport, that right?
0: That is a medium-sized adult. In an um,
1: in an airport, right?
0: Uh, down near the Mexican border, I I believe. Oh, that's right, uh, that's yeah, right. B- d- down in Texas, but yeah. how you think you're going to? I mean, marijuana get is a- me- measured by the the gram or the I I don't smoke. I've never smoked pot, so I don't know. I don't and, know. and I'm going to sound ridiculous. I don't know what act. the
1: official measurement of marijuana is. Right, either. but it's
0: mainly ounces, right? Sure. You're caught with ounces, and this I've is, never this, heard this, of
1: anybody with 157 pounds. I know that pounds. this
0: is <laughs> this is like lugging a small or a, or a medium sized adult around with you, and and it's all marijuana. So.
1: It's like uh, 10 pounds less than I weigh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of pot. Right. How on earth do you think you're going to get away with that? Right. Well, his career
0: was going up in smoke, uh, <laughs> uh, so to speak. The Browns, it's not really their problem because uh, they already announced that, um, uh, that they were going, not going to re-sign him. He's, in, he's an unrestricted free agent. And how dumb do you have to be knowing you're going to be an unrestricted free agent and you're going to have to sell yourself to teams to get a job to be caught – um, with 157 pounds of marijuana and, and he's in jail. I I he's probably out of jail by now cuz I imagine he could have posted bail. Uh, what is the I want to what the bail was um um that he would have had have to post because that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't know. I'm trying to to look at that um and all I'm seeing is he could face 20 years in prison, which seems excessive. But yeah. But yeah, I don't he, know what the he, bail. He won't. He he'll won't make f- the bail if they give him bail. I'd be right. surprised
0: if they give him bail though. He, he won't. He won't face. He won't serve twenty years in prison no. for that. That, that. that. I think that's the maximum sentence or whatever. But, but that, <laughs> that is a lot of marijuana, and I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll get a pretty strong. He'll get a pretty strong sentence. There's
1: no way so. it was one duffel bag either.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean It it'd be like, multiple that's, duffel. It's like shoving me or you into yeah. a duffel bag, and it's <laughs> and it's all and it's all marijuana. So, um, wow. So. Uh, so yeah Greg Robinson luckily formerly of of the Cleveland Browns. So um t- Tom Brady's going to be a free agent. Uh among the teams circulating uh that might be interested in signing him are the 49ers. Like are you interested in that at all be- being I've a 49ers seen that, fan? I've
1: seen that get thrown around where they would trade Garoppolo back to the Patriots and yeah, give Belichick his quarterback back, yeah. And then sign Tom Brady. I I mean so for the Niners the window is right now. Right now, it's very limited, but I'm not sold that Tom Brady's a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo at the moment.
0: At this point, I agree because Brady's still, and well, I'm by
1: no means in love with Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Right, but. right. Uh, I mean Brady; he's going to be forty-two-two uh, two. Uh, two when the next season starts, um, and he's just not capable of lifting. Now, the Forty ers have some really good skill positions, but as you saw uh, this season in New England, he's not capable anymore. Still a really good quarterback, but not capable of lifting an average cast right. to great heights like like he always did. And uh, for ninety five percent of his career, he's just not that guy anymore. Like the Patriots really struggled in in, in a lot of their big games uh, down the stretch. If they were to play the Chiefs again, the Chiefs pr- probably would have would have smoked them.
1: So, but I think if you're if you're Tom if you're Tom Brady. And you're looking to maximize the success that's left in your career, you're probably trying like hell to get out of the AFC. Like, I I see him linked to Las Vegas a lot. Uh,
0: The
1: the Raiders, yeah. I don't know why you'd want to have to play Patrick Mahomes before the Super Bowl. Right.
0: Yeah. Like, Uh, if
1: your goal is to win another ring, you got to get there first. Right. And I think it's an easier path in the NFC, which is odd because NFC is kind of like a murderer's row. But the NFC doesn't have Patrick Mahomes, right?
0: Now, I guess basically what I was asking you is like, is, could Tom Brady put the Niners over the top? Like they had a ten point yeah. lead, they had a ten point lead in the second half of the Super Bowl, and 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 they and they sort of went away from their strength, which is their running game, as, as yeah. we talked
1: about here. But I don't think any more. I don't think their chances would be that much better if they are better with Tom Brady. And I certainly don't know if it's worth sacrificing the long term success of that team. Which they're set up to, if they re-sign players, they're set up to be successful for a while. Now, you're gonna lose some pieces, but there's replaceable guys, there's skill position guys that are gonna be in there for a long time with Kittle and Debo Samuel. And,
0: yeah, you don't you don't need the best quarterback right. in the
1: league with that cast. I mean you you just the need, running guys. The need running Garopp- backs are all signed through 2021 at least.
0: You just need Garoppolo to continue to be a good quarterback. Yeah. He doesn't have to be the best best quarterback or even a top five quarterback in the league you just need him to be a good quarterback and then they're going to be probably in another Super Bowl or two or three maybe so I mean we could see this 49ers Chiefs thing become sort of a a regular matchup because
1: I hope so because they're both really fun teams to watch
0: right and and, and it pits the awesome defense of the 49ers against the awesome offense of the Chiefs and uh and, and also the Chiefs improved defense against the 49ers uh a really great running game. So, um, so yeah, I mean, these are the two teams set up at, at the top of their respective conferences. Have you so,
1: changed your thoughts on where Brady ends up or where Phillip Rivers ends up?
0: I still have a feeling. I I still think Brady is going to have a hard time saying button in New England uh, just because I, I I think, like, if he goes to the Chargers for, like, I understand the 49ers. That's the team he grew up rooting for. That would be a cool way to uh, – and cap his career it puts him much closer to his la home and i'm sure the family would appreciate that to an extent but i but going to like the chargers or the raiders it's sort of like tacking the wizards ending onto my onto like michael jordan's uh i think so too yeah um oh i mean i know joe montana went to the chiefs and and was successful with the chiefs he got the chiefs to an afc championship game and, and it's happened before but but i don't know if brady wants to be I don't know if he wants the all the side chapters to Montana's career that that he had. So, uh, oh, man, if push comes to shove. The problem is he wants to get paid because he's taken discounts for years so the Patriots could be a good team. And, and yeah, because he
1: needs so, the money. Right,
0: well, right. I, well, I, I know. <laughs> I understand he wants yeah. to get paid. I right. Know. And the Patriots really can't do it and because they're up against the cap as it is and with their average cast okay, if they pay Brady, then they're not going to get any Still better. Still got an average they're, cast. They're not going to get any better. So um, I have a hard time seeing him leave New England. Uh, but if he were to leave, I could see – he. W- it would be one of the California teams, I think, or Vegas, or, yep. or the Raiders.
1: Now, free agency doesn't start to like, March 1st, right?
0: Right. Uh, or uh, right that first week of March. How I, did I
1: Greg I, Olson get to sign with the Seahawks? Um, that's a good question. Um, I, I think th- – was I it, think it's a fascinating signing. I'm really kind of excited to see what that offense looks like with him in it. Was he but on a roster last year? Maybe I think he that, was on the Panthers. Yeah. they didn't release him. Okay.
0: Um, you know what? That's a good question. We're, I don't know uh, how that happened. We're asking yet another question on this podcast that we that none of us could answer. But somebody um, send
1: us a note if you know.
0: My, my 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 brother will be on it. He's he's our he's our he's our spotter and our fact checker. So. Um, and we'll we'll have, to, we'll have to look it up, and we'll we'll have the answer for you next week, everyone. How did Greg Olson <laughs> sign with uh, sign with the Seahawks? So yeah, I mean they 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 need weapons for uh, Russell Wilson because they don't have a ton of them. So
1: yeah, and he's he's just kind of you know they've got deep threats with DK and Tyler Lockett, right? But they don't really have that possession guy, and I think right. I think Greg Olson can kind of fill that role.
0: Absolutely. Uh Is Rob Manfred on the boat? Because if he's not, he should be. He was going to be
1: my pick to throw on the boat, so go ahead and throw him on.
0: I'm going to say we haven't thrown him on yet, but, man, he has mishandled this (laughs) this, this (laughs) Astros thing from start to finish. And calling your championship trophy a piece of metal – I mean, and having to apologize for it—that's uh, a bad luck. I'm also throwing David Ortiz on the boat because he's calling out. Good call. He's he's, he's calling Mike Fires a, a snitch for uh, for outing this. But if he if he had not, if this had been handled internally, like none of this would be out. There'd be no punishment. AJ Hinch would still be managing the Astros. They'd still be banging on uh, trash cans. Alex Alex Cora would still be managing the Red Sox. Carlos Beltran would would uh, be the Mets manager. Like none of this would have ever come out if this. If someone raised this internally because baseball would have done everything in its power to squash this thing, I think they
1: would still be cheating.
0: So, so kudos to Mike fires for, for blowing the whistle on this thing get
1: on and, the boat, poppy and,
0: and uh, talking to the athletic and, and, and really blowing the lid off this thing because none of this would be known, um, outside of major league baseball circles, had he not, and if if David Ortiz would cheated out of a World Series ring, and someone called the team that cheated Ortiz out of a World Series, I don't think David Ortiz would be calling that guy a snitch. Don't think so. so. David Ortiz is, I mean, he's he's got he's been through a lot here in the past couple of years. I mean, the guy got shot; he's lucky to be alive, and it, they and they come back. And he's a beloved guy; everyone loves Big Poppy. But but to call the whistleblower a snitch, I mean, that that's pretty low for David Ortiz. And because none of this would be known had he not. So um, so David Ortiz and Mo- Rob Manfred, for their roles in this horrible Astros uh, situation, they, they get thrown on the boat. Um, have you watched anything good, or are you looking forward to seeing anything coming up, seen or to be seen?
1: Oh, um, I felt like I had one, but nothing is yeah. coming to mind, Sadly. Yeah, free I haven't, ad, fr- I haven't the, watched the, that much.
0: The, the combine's coming up. That, that's always. In. I don't know if you get into the. My girlfriend is at all.
1: more interested in the NFL off season this year than she's ever been. Why and why is that? I'm not totally sure. Is, Be- is Becky a
0: f- football fan?
1: Yeah, she. I mean, she watches.
0: Is she a Ravens fan or?
1: Uh, she's a Patriots fan.
0: Patri- uh, oh wow, Patriots yeah. fan. So how does yeah. she feel? She about also the-
1: likes the Bears. Okay, but uh, they're how, just kind of like the half. So how does
0: she feel about the Tom Brady uh, situation?
1: Uh, I think a little bit indifferent. Okay. I think we've kind of reached... I think at her heart she wants him back, but I also think she saw him kind of deteriorating. What she really wants is Derrick Henry to go to the Patriots.
0: Ah, there you go. That, that would that would uh, provide a jewel for their uh, offense. She just
1: loves Derrick Henry. She really got on the Titans. She was on the Titans bandwagon before I was, and I was the one okay. on here saying right. they'd beat yeah. the Patriots. Right. Or they'd beat the Ravens, but... um. Yeah, I don't know what her what sparked her interest all of a sudden, but she's really interested in the combine and the draft process. So we'll be watching a lot of that. I am really looking forward to that. It's just a little early right now. Right. Me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess my to be seen would be um the uh, skills competition. So we talked a lot about the dunk contest. Yeah, I was going to say
0: that, I was going to say the dunk the dunk contest, which was go back and watch. It's, it's yeah. a great dunk contest. It's just not. It's just not the Vince Carter yeah. dunk contest.
1: But the skills competition, the bigs that are playing in the NBA now. Just are so they're just so not what they were when I was growing up watching basketball. They're just so much more athletic and skilled, and they you know, everybody every big man back then probably could have dribbled, but they just dribble with such ease and fluidity and they just move so coordinated that you. I don't remember seeing that. And they can shoot now. It was one by
0: can... uh, Adebayo, right? Yeah, Bam Adebayo, uh, who
1: nobody thought who, was who, going to win.
0: Who's got a great name. He plays yeah. for the Miami Heat. Bam
1: Adebayo. And it was it was two bigs in the finals. The bigs won every competition.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're like six, seven guys, to make the NBA now, you have to be able to shoot and dribble. You have to be able to do all these things. The game yeah. has evolved so much that, there, I mean, it's not – it, back in the '80s, '90s, these forwards—Kevin McHale can't dribble. He can't. Right. He can't shoot. I mean, he was a, a power forward that was around the basket. Like Tim Duncan, I think would have a hard time fitting into today's NBA because he was sort of a post, a true post player, back to the basket. They don't guy, have that much so. anymore. If you're not, right.
1: if you're not seven feet tall, you don't, you don't post up in the NBA anymore. Right,
0: and and, and the little guys are getting pushed out of the league because you have all these six. Five, six, 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 seven guys that can dribble and shoot and do all these. Yeah, things. you have to have so, a really
1: special talent if you're under six right. two.
0: I mean, so just the athleticism in the NBA is is was it's always been off the charts, but it's even more so off the charts uh, today. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's almost not even. I mean, it is. It's it's cool that two bigs were in the skills competition, but it's like it's like par for the course, um, right? In, in in this day and age, I actually kind so, of
1: spoke to the evolution of of right. the game, which I thought was cool, right?
0: Uh, you had an interesting call out the other day. You said that you were checking Twitter and all you saw were spring training home runs, and you were thoroughly unimpressed by that.
1: Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how many people are posting videos of professional baseball players hitting batting practice home runs. Not a, like So spring training home runs is one thing. You hear, yeah. They, you hit a home run off live pitching in spring training. Great. Cool. Off batting practice? I mean, that's what we expect you to do. Like Right. I expect you to hit the ball 500 feet. It's coming in at 50 miles an hour. Yeah, you, you,
0: you, <laughs> hey, you know the pitch that's coming. Where, where, where have we heard that recently? They're literally so.
1: trying to throw it into a place where you can hit it out of the park. Like they're trying to throw it in your, in your zone. Right. It's, it's, called batting,
0: course, it's called batting practice. Right. Right. Of
1: course you'll hit it out. I'm just so sick and tired of seeing these batting practice home runs. Like it doesn't, it doesn't tell me anything about what to expect from that player at the beginning of the year. Like or in the middle of the year, what's gonna or what's to come? Like watching Ronald Acuna hit, the only thing I gather from him is uh, he he puts his foot down way too late and somehow hits the ball a mile. I don't I don't get that. Right. But I'm not impressed with by like I don't think he's going to have a breakout season or be an MVP candidate because he hit five home runs in batting practice. So are you throwing them on
0: the bus or the boat uh, too? Um, uh, all the people posting batting practice home runs. Sure. On Twitter?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll throw them on the boat, which is basically most team journalists. Right. Most beat writers.
0: Well, part part of it too is all these. There's there's nothing really going on. There's there's nothing happening right now, so they're just looking for content that they could put on their social media and stuff like that. Why don't they
1: ever post, like, fielding drills? Like, spring training would be be a great time as a beat writer to really get into the instruction of the game and actually teach people what goes into being an infielder and what goes into being a hitter. MLB, or uh, Baseball Tonight, does a great job of that sometimes. They do it mostly with hitters, but they'll have Harold Reynolds kind of show you how to do different infield drills. Why not sit with... Ozzie Albies, the second baseman of the Atlanta Braves. I don't know why I keep using Braves players, but why not exactly. sit with him? Well, they have a lot of good players. Yeah. So. Why not sit with him and learn infield drills? Like that would be That's good content. That's compelling content. That's helpful content for your readers and your subscribers and everybody. Posting a video of them hitting a ball 500 feet that's coming in at 50 miles an hour makes no sense to me. Right. It's not helpful other yeah. than it looks cool.
0: Right. Now, the Nationals claim, and it's not true, but they claim that they couldn't have re-signed Anthony Rendon and Steven Strasburg. Even though the Lerner family is is among the is, richest, is, is among the richest of all the rich baseball owners. Um and they they claim they couldn't have signed both players, but of course they could have. Do you think the Nats will be able to overcome the loss of Rendon at third base cuz it's going to be a sort of a hodgepodge group of players trying to fill that spot. One of them is their one of their top prospects, uh, Carter uh, uh Kiboom. yeah. Um so they're hoping that sort of pans out and he sort of becomes an, a great player for them like Rendon in that position, but, but there's no guarantees there.
1: Yeah. I don't think 2020 Carter Kibom is going to be 2019 Anthony Rendon by any stretch. Right. But, um,
0: I mean, they're still going to be good just because yeah. they're pitching and they stay they they're a good team. They, they have talent, but, but yeah. I mean, can they win a world series with, by subtracting a guy like Anthony Rendon?
1: I think they probably could. I'd be, in, I'm interested to see what happens with Trey Turner this year. Yeah. Uh, shortstop. Yeah. Because uh, I I think there's still there's some improvement to be had there. I think there's still some development with Robles and Soto for them to get better. Yeah,
0: I, I think Soto is going to be even more of a monster than he already yeah. is uh, this year.
1: So I don't think they've like maxed out their core players, like their core guys this year. So I think they'll get more production from them, which would kind of counteract what they lose with Rendon. But they're obviously not going to replace it. Um,
0: yeah, there was a story the other day though. They're trying to limit. I don't think a, I'm picking run, them to win the World Series. Yeah, they're they're trying to limit... They're, they're going to try and make up for the absence of Rendon by giving up less runs. They're, they're, tr- they're trying to... They need to bolster they're trying their fig- bullpens. They're, they're, fi- they're trying to figure out how they can give up less runs to account for some of the runs that they won't get because Rendon's not in the lineup. But Soto could make up for that too because I, I think he could have like a... This guy's a top five player in baseball type yeah. season because so, I, cause I, he's only going to get better and better. So... Um, so we have spring training baseball. We have the the combine. Uh, um, we had All Star Weekend. Um, uh, uh, the second half of the NBA season. So so lots of stuff to to pay attention to. Uh, Who's your here. World
1: Series pick? Mar- pre spring training.
0: March Madness is coming up. World Series pick um, in the American League. I'm going to say the Yankees um, because because they're ridiculously loaded in both lineup, bullpen, pitching, and all that. And in the National League, I will say. Um, uh, it's tempting to pick the Dodgers because they just traded for Mookie Betts. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say I I am gonna go with the Dodgers. Dodgers Yankees, which baseball would would love because would yeah. it, it would save them. I think from, that's what everybody's hoping for. It, it would save them from this. It's it's the two biggest media markets, two storied franchises. The Dodgers, of course, used to play in Brooklyn. So um, uh, so I th- I would distract everyone from this whole Astros ordeal and sort of save baseball. So I'm sure my, Rob Manfred is, is rooting for a Yankees, Dodgers, a uh, world series. But um, yeah, I, I love the, I love our, our tribe to, to be able to make a run, but, but I, I just think the Yankees
1: are going to be tough to beat. The Astros,
0: yeah. the Astros are too damaged from this uh, scandal to, to,
1: to get there again. I, I, I think, I think so, so too. Um, you mentioned March madness and I wanted to bring up this point. Uh, I don't know if – well, we didn't have a show last week. So Rob Manfred had the – or MLB Baseball at some point came up with the idea of um, baseball playoffs, picking your first-round opponent. Right. How do you feel about that? I hate that for baseball. For March Madness, how cool would it be for the top eight teams in every bracket get to pick their first-round team? That would be In college sports, that would be amazing because yeah. you know some schools would pick their rivals. Right. Right, like would Duke pick Carolina right or uh, vice now you can't personally? pick another team in the top eight of the bracket, but you can if they're in the bottom eight of the if let's say North Carolina, they wouldn't be this year, they'd be probably top eight somewhere, but if they're like a if they would be like a twelve seed traditionally, the number one Duke team could pick them to play as a sixteen seed. That would be so fascinating. Do you to think
0: they do you think teams would pick the sixteen seeds? I mean, or do you think the sixteen seeds would be sort of shrugging like, Hey, I'm here, someone pick me?
1: I think they I think that they would have to be picked eventually. Yeah. But I don't think the top teams would want to pick them. I don't think they want to play those games. They're not competitive. They don't bring as much money.
0: There's pressure too because you don't. Yeah, you, you don't you, want to be the
1: team who loses to the 16th seed. You
0: don't want to be the the Virginia Cavaliers and right. become a major national story by by losing to a 16th seed.
1: And then what makes it more interesting is your bracket is built by who the other people in your bracket pick to play against you. Yeah. So your bracket could become a murderer's row if the if the teams below you are picking difficult teams to play. Right. Yeah. And I think
0: that, it's fascinating. That, that 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 would be interesting. But I I just wonder if the 16 seeds would be like left out. In the, they'd be the kids that like don't get picked like at recess they'd have to be picked if they'd be the last pick probably right you know the eight
1: seeds would be picking the 16 seeds right so
0: that's that's an interesting idea Uh, better
1: better than expanding the baseball to pick your i don't i don't know why they would do i just don't know why they would do it like what benefit it brings you all those baseball teams are pretty level
0: where do you rank march madness as far as on the sports calendar like top sporting events do you think it's in the Top five? It is, used it, to, is it number it, one? Or? It
1: used to be number one for me, but everybody's obsession with their brackets really bothers me.
0: Right. Um, Josh hates that too. He doesn't want to hear about your bracket, yeah. as he's said numerous times.
1: Uh, so I – hmm, let me think. I like the NFL playoffs the best just because yeah. uh, I like the sport. Um, is, there, is the World Series fall? The World Series is number two. Okay. So I would probably say yeah, March Madness. Former is, baseball player, right? I would say March Madness is probably number three or four, if I'm allowed to put the Masters or the Ryder Cup up there.
0: Oh, so you're a golf fan? Okay, L- no. Okay, okay. <laughs> just those two but, golf uh, uh, Okay, I was I was gonna say because like Josh, <laughs> hey, we can't we he hates golf and yeah. we and we never talk about it unless he's not on or there, there's something that we just Tiger Woods uh, does something and we we like we can't ignore it. But otherwise, golf doesn't typically come up here. So,
1: I love the Ryder Cup. You're not watching At Olympics. Olympics, right? If but that's in the top thing.
0: So, so you like you like the big golf tournaments, but you're not watching like the John Deere Classic no. or or the even uh, here the the AT and T National or um, the,
1: the... I'll probably check that out just because it's close by, right? Um, but it's not something I would watch all four right. days. Of. And, I, I will watch all four and, days of Ryder and, and the Masters.
0: Yeah, and, and it's moved out of DC. Like DC doesn't have a PGA Tour stop anymore. So. Um, because they took the tournament to uh, Detroit, um, uh, Michigan. So and there's no replacement. So, uh, so what How about you?
1: Where do you rank those?
0: Um, March Madness. Yeah, I, 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 it's still right, right at the top. I, I love the NBA. I'm a big NBA fan, so I think the NBA Finals are great. Um, the Super Bowl. Um, just because I'm such a big football fan, has to be high on the list. So, yeah, my, my, my top five are probably everyone's top five um number one if i had to pick a my favorite sporting event um it would probably be oh god um it's it's hard to pick between it would probably be march madness i I, that that those first couple days of the tournament when everyone's playing and there's games on from it is the
1: best sports day of the year
0: that thursday and friday of the first ncaa tournament week where there's games from noon until (laughs) one o'clock in the morning and it, there's upsets. There, there's there's cool things. Everyone's really into it. I mean, I I think those are two of the best days on the sports calendar. So, do you
1: have an early pick for March Madness winner?
0: It, it's it's weird because I mean Duke just lost to NC State last night. So um, Baylor, uh, I don't know if a lot of people knew, has been the number one team in the country for for several weeks now. So and and they're really good. So, um, I. I just think every, there's not a clear front-running team. It's not, and and you don't have a, like a superstar like Zion and, and and the Duke players from last year. So, um, so I, I think it's completely wide open. Um, uh, I don't even know if I can make a pick right now, just because. Um, Is I mean, there a
1: team you'd like to see win?
0: Um. Well. I mean, I've always been a Syracuse fan, but but they're having a bad year, and I'm not even sure if they'll be. Well, in the I've always been a Syracuse so.
1: fan too. We have very really? similar likes.
0: We do, yeah. Um, I grew up uh, uh, rooting for Syracuse basketball, so um.
1: the two teams I'm hoping for, um, uh, I guess they're both in the top ten now: San Diego State. Yeah, it'd be a good
0: one. It would, it'd be cool to see like a a mid major, yeah. really make it make a push for a national. And prime. they
1: haven't been good since Kawhi left, right? Uh, and that team was really tremendous to watch. Um, and the other team is Dayton. I love Atlantic Ten basketball. Yeah, uh, Dayton's having a great year. They're yeah. usually a up and down, up and down, up and down team. I haven't watched a lot of them play this year, but that's kind of what yeah. I'm.
0: Yeah, last year when you had uh, Virginia and uh, Texas Tech make the final, I mean that those are teams you don't often see in that yeah. position. So so we're getting. Is, is, There's a
1: lot more parity,
0: right? Seems like. Well, it, it's, it's sort of uh, uh, the, the ripple effect from all the kids leaving after one year of college uh, for the NBA, and and c- the talent in college basketball has really been depleted over the years, which has opened things up for the mid majors that have kids that play there four years. They're they're not going to the NBA.
1: Um, yeah, you actually get so. the chance to build a team, right. which I think is compelling. right.
0: Like Duke and Kentucky, who shuffle guys in and out every year because because they are losing guys after one season. They're facing kids that have been playing together for four years, and that creates helps to create the parity, obviously. So, so uh, lots to uh, look forward to, uh, and um, we hope to have uh, Josh back next week. But other than that, uh, we appreciate you listening. Alan, uh, thanks for coming in, as always. Thanks and, uh, for having me. You've been listening to Just Another Sports Podcast.